I'll go off and I'll then I'll wheel in when you introduce me. I'll come in. Okay. Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon. My name is President Abonjo. I am so pleased, very pleased that I have my first podcast, my fourth episode of a podcast, uh, podcast, podcast, whatever it is called, it's called podcast. Uh, if comedians rule the world, that's what it's called. And I want to introduce you to my first guest. Uh, he is uh, someone I met uh, in uh, Edinburgh, in Scotland, outside London in 2015. And we've become friends ever since. Let me introduce you to Anil Desai. Hey, how you hey. doing viewers? Hey, hey, podcasters. Hey, president. How are you, man? What's, I don't know what the greeting is. What are you, where are you? Well, just, <laughs> you can salute me if you want, whatever you want to do. <laughs> never cough and salute, like, <laughs> never do that at the same time. Just, <laughs> that's really bad. That's, um, <laughs> I, I have to say to you, I love your background. Looks like you have a tower behind you. Well, have you just had your bath or something? No, check this out. Now, I, I, not like yourself, I travel a lot, right? So, well, we did before this, uh, pandemic happened, but, uh, so I was, I was traveling around the world doing comedy. And one of the things that I would do is because if I'm on a long haul flight and I've got the blanket on me from the, from the airline, right, then I'm like, well, I sweated in that. I coughed in that probably dropped some food or drink on it. And uh, so I just wrap it up at the end and I, or I throw it on as, as a, like a shawl. And then I walk off the plane. So I've got all these different blankets uh, from uh, different airlines that I've collected over the years. This is fascinating. And it's so awesome. This one's from South African airlines. Oh, that's wow. where this one's from and, I, and you because you're from africa that's the that's the connection i could oh, it's the only thing i could make you you have made, you you have made an assumption i'm from i'm from africa i'm from scotland man i don't know where you heard africa. oh just because of your accent man i'm sorry i'm really good with accents normally i didn't it's, you know what i think i couldn't detect your scottish accent because of your uh your african accent yeah, but, uh, I, know. I know. It's all it's all very confusing, but it's great to see you. And I noticed that you too. It is not. I've noticed that your glasses is coordinated with your blanket. Same color. Is that South yeah, African well, too? That well, I can just disappear, man. See? Yeah. It's nice. I'm That's gonna take nice. these off. I was noticing that your glasses. Uh, you probably got it in mind. I can see the reflection of your computer screen, and I can't see your eyes. And if you if you've never met President Bonjo, he's got the most animated eyes that it was just be lost there like, look at that right? yeah <laughs> he's got these eyes that they're sunken but when they're alive oh they're alive they are alive but look Anil, look <laughs> how have you been because i haven't i haven't you know i don't how have you been coping with this lockdown well this is lockdown what is this lockdown you two where the streets have no name <laughs> this is this is uh you know what man after the first one which was really weird. Uh, this one's like, I feel like I've been in lockdown since the first one. So there goes, there's a second lockdown I'm going, there's a second one. I thought we were just in lockdown. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So I've just got on with life. I've just got on with whatever. I haven't really been anywhere or seen anyone or done much, but um, yeah, you know, you, you get to learn what you're like in your own habitat. Uh, and uh, some, some of it's scary and some of it's great. <laughs> and some of it's, you know, like you go, hey, too much TV today. Okay, do something else, right? Look, you know, you, you know what is really frustrating for me is how the tables have turned. All of right. a sudden, the civilian prime minister puts a military dictator under house arrest. You civilian, <laughs> you civilians call it lockdown. I call it under house arrest. This is the second <laughs> under house arrest. I am frustrated. But look, we we this is my first uh, episode of If Comedians Rule the World. Man, and it's an absolute honor to be the first guest on your first episode of your first podcast I, series. Look, cool. we've we've had lots of uh, discussions on social we media. Have. We we've have. Inter we've interacted, and I I like yeah. I like your positive mind, and I just thought, thanks, man. Hopefully, he still hasn't collapsed because of the lockdown. But that no, it nearly did. It nearly did. <laughs> it, it nearly got me, man. They nearly got me, but I I I I, I fought through it, man. I said, nah. You can take you can take my freedom, but you can't take my my sanity. Yeah, you can't take my you can't take my positivity. You know, yeah. so um, yeah. Okay, so to, yeah. we got we got a topic that we I want so, us to address. Right, you want to tell your viewers, uh, your listeners, what your show is, what the what what oh, how it works. 
uh, how it works is that we're just having I'm just having a chat with uh, Anil Desai, and uh, we've chosen right. a particular topic called immigration, okay. immigration, right. immigration, immigration, and so uh, every so every episode you're going to be doing uh, a covering a different uh, political or, or global issue or subject. If, if, the, the guest, and if, if the weed allows me to do that, that's the plan. The yeah. plan is that every topic will be addressed yeah. and uh, comics or, or non-comics will have the opportunity yeah. to choose a topic, a topic that they're comfortable with, you know, because I don't want to give you a topic that you're not very comfortable with. So you've got to choose. I'm, yeah, I'm very comfortable with my penis, but I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> well, um, so, so why you're not going to show... So far, you're not going to show me that on Zoom. That would be fine. I don't want to no, see if I showed you on Zoom, I'll knock you out. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a 3D screen? I'll tell you, I'll take the world down. But interestingly, uh, interestingly enough, apparently there's someone in the States who got fired for showing their penis to uh, on In Zoom. a Zoom meeting? Was yeah, it Louis C.K.? Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. No. <laughs> hey, this is a great Zoom meeting. I have this thing that I really got to do it. Don't Just do it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Well, the yeah. thing with me is, you know, because I'm Hindu, uh, I've got six cocks and it freaks people out, man. So I just... I, I, so yeah. should I be saying Happy Diwali? Is that correct? I think it's Happy Diwali, except, uh, I don't know, Diwali changes like Easter. Every year it's like, is it in October or is it in November? Well, it depends where the moon is. Well, look, just put the lights on. I'll put the lights on. I don't know, man. So just, anyway, uh, let's, t- let's talk about immigration. Anil. Well, yeah, I guess, yeah. Diwali, immigration, Scotland, Africa, a lot of immigration Africa. stuff. So yeah. you, where are you from originally? Because you sound like you've got an American accent. It sounds like you, you watched Netflix for two weeks and you adopted an American accent. No, I watched Happy Days for about two years when I was five. Okay. And then, and then I became an American. No, I, uh, uh, so my parents were born in India, uh, in Gujarat, and they came over in the early 60s. Um, and then the kids, myself, my brother and sister, we were born here in London. And uh, in my, between 12 and 15, I went to spend uh, some time with my uncle in America. Um, and when you're at that age, you, you know, and you hear, and I watched a lot of TV and read comic books, so even my my reading was American because I was reading comics, right? You know, rather than um, Dickens, I was reading Stan Lee. Uh, and um, uh, but and you then you pick up. You sat that time when you when you hear sounds, and then you just pick them up, but you don't know why, or you don't ask why. You just it just becomes part of you as you grow, and it became part of me really. So wow, that's, but I, I know when I'm I know when I'm doing more English or London. I mean, I, I'm a, as if you don't know, if listeners and viewers don't know, I'm, I, I am, I'm an impressionist of not just famous people, but of accents and stuff. So, and I don't know how many I do, but I can just switch. So I know what I'm doing, me and not and whatever. I and the last I... 10 years, I've been going in and out of Australia like a fucking boomerang. And, um, and so I've got a bit of that as well. Uh, you, comes you, out in my... you know, I've known you now for well over five years and yes, uh, Thanks yeah. for reminding me that I should have said you're a, you know, a great impressionist. And uh, yeah. you know just, what? What's really interesting? I think I think you were afraid to mimic uh, an African accent because you're going to be accused of being racist. I've never ever, I've always heard you do American African accents, but I'm uh, not American and and British accents and and Australian accents, but I have never ever heard you do an African accent. Oh, okay. And I'm not asking you. <laughs> And I'm, not, <laughs> and I'm not asking you to do one right now, but it's just oh. something I realized. <laughs> but there's, the, you know, the, the, with the, there's different African accents, man, you know, so, but um, one thing I noticed, I live in the Finsbury Park area in North okay. London, and um, there's a lot of Africans here. And, and, and they, Africans tend to have this thing where they, 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 they start really sweet when they ask a question, but then they get really loud and aggressive by the end of it. No, so, it's not aggressive. It's just the nature. The, no, yeah, I know. But it's like, so like this woman, this woman comes, this African woman comes out to me and goes, excuse me, dear, please, can you please tell me the way to Finsbury Park Station? And I thought, why, why are you shouting at the end of it? No, but, it's not uh, shouting. It's just, it's just no, the I know. Yeah, She yeah. got excited about where the station might be, yeah. the name of the station. I don't know. Yeah. So... Um, <laughs> So you say you're from India. So uh, did you have, as you know, my late father 
Idi Amin Dada was uh, the president of Uganda, and he yeah man he sent lots of Indians away from Uganda many many yeah. years, many many years ago. Are you? Do you have any relatives who went through that process? No, we're we're really fans of we're big fans of Idi Amin, man, because there was just too many Indians around, and we had to get rid of some of them. <laughs> My dad, my dad was definitely a Brexiter, you know. Yeah, <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, no, I, uh, no, we, we didn't have family in uh, in that part of the uh, of, of the world. Then we were pretty much Indian, India. We had family in Zambia, mm -hmm. um, and we maybe distant cousins in Kenya, but yeah, but but generally we're Indian, and then we became British, and then my on my dad's side, uh, they all became American. Okay. Um, so they went, so some, some came here and some went to the U S you know, so uh, because they, because, because those, the West needed it people and, uh, bus drivers and shit. Yeah. And, um, and they didn't know what spice was. Okay. You know, they, they thought it was a, they thought it was an aftershave until, until we, you know, put it in their food and they went, what? <laughs> okay. So you've been to quite a number of countries in terms of, uh, exploring your comedy career. How's it been yeah. like as an immigrant doing all that? Well, you know, when you travel the world as a comedian or as someone that, I guess, is uh, flown in for a purpose to mm -hmm. that place, you're treated differently. So it's not like I've had to fucking crawl under barbed wire fences and run through landmines and shit and, you know, get on a boat and row across the fucking sea, you know what I mean, to get to the place and then do my comedy, mm -hmm. right? And go, hey, I'm just from somewhere else and I'm here and I want to make you guys laugh, but I've had a torturous time getting it, you know? But I've, I've been flown in, you know, business class, I'm in a hotel, I get picked up. <laughs> so that's a different um, that's a different experience. But, but what you get to do when you're on the ground and it's not showtime and you've got free time to just hang out and, and stuff you get you see the world you see you see the world man you see mm. how people live mm. you know and um you see you see the different extremes of poverty that like here we'll have poverty and we'll have homeless people mm. and they'll be sort of running around maybe crawling around whatever asking people for money and loose change and some might sing a song or do a poem or tell a joke mm. or whatever uh a lot of them sit there and there's a depression there's a this the west has a gray cloud over it you know but mm. when i was in india uh, and I was on tour and then I went to a shanty town uh, on, on my route there and um, uh, there's a bunch of kids and, I, and, and what I did at the end of the tour because in all the hotels I stayed in you get the little miniature uh, toiletries you know the shampoo and the, the, mm -hmm. the, the uh, shower gel and the soap and all that stuff and, the black and, you. <laughs> and I just bagged the whole lot and then on the last day of the tour I went to this uh, nearby shanty town and uh, and all these kids just ran over to me, man. And, um, and I, and I just gave them all out and they started eating the soap and drinking the shampoo. I said, Whoa, Whoa, that's, that's not what it's for, but they're like, <laughs> don't know what it is. they don't know what it is. They're hungry. You know what I mean? These are, these are, these are, uh, ravenous feral kids, you know, living in the mud and where they turn like a bottle top into something useful. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, Whereas mm -hmm. we just chuck an entire Lucozade bottle down the street and not give a shit. And it ends um, up in Africa. They, they end yeah. up, they, all those bottles end up in Africa. Oh well, then that's good because you guys need stuff there, right? So no, we don't need we don't need the rubbish stuff. <laughs> we don't. Have you ever Africa. been up north of the, Have you been north of England? That is the trashiest part of the country, man. They yeah. dispose of stuff. They litter stuff. Yeah. Places like Manchester and all that. They just dump shit on the like they just crump 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 chuck the packet. What, mm -hmm. what? Like that streets where they live, right? And you go, why don't you look after where you live, man? Okay. Um, you know, so, so you've had that experience of traveling over the place as a comedian, as an immigrant. Yeah. Now, what you know, I'm sure what you're aware of is that in Britain, there's now um, passed this law, whatever they call it. Like, call they, it where they've degree. killed comedy? Yeah, no, well, well they, they killed comedy a long time ago. Um, yeah. But where they've actually said freedom of movement, you know, point system for, me, for, for migrants, you know, people coming into the country, like almost like yeah. Tesco points. What's your view on that? You know, if you weren't born in the UK or if you didn't have the opportunity to be... How do you get UK, points as an immigrant? Yeah, but, well, yeah. I can't, well, look, there's a point system that they've introduced. What, but what's the, what's the categories? What are they doing with it? Like, I, have no, it I have no idea. That's what your qualifications I, are? Uh, listen, man, the thing with immigrants is like, I, my, my, our parents came over, mm -hmm. and as did many, man. And, you know, I mean, look, look when the British Empire went and colonized two-thirds of the planet, 
right? And uh, uh, as my friend says, you know, he says a great joke. He goes, he goes, uh, you know, he goes, you, well, you guys all started it. You British, you know, you went out there and you took over the planet, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, you taught everybody English. And then you wondered why they followed you back. Yeah. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> That's a he good said, one. <laughs> uh, he goes, uh, you should have been teaching them French. <laughs> <laughs> Now repeat after me, merci beaucoup. Like, merci, beau, merci beaucoup, merci beaucoup. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, so there's a so there's a thing of going. Well, we didn't have. They went out there. They found us, and they gave us and taught us, and we learned from observing them. Yeah. And we gave them, and then they we all kicked them out, or they left, and uh, and then we went. And we came well, you back. know, they did have, they did have some plus points about them, and. Maybe we should go to their land. I mean, we've got some rights, right? Now, yeah, and, uh, yeah, we went yeah. over and we, they invited us. And we built the railroads and the fucking drove the buses and delivered the posts and everything, right? You know what I mean? And, and uh, we even fought in the wars, man, um, with them, you know, side by side. So, uh, so yeah. And now, when the Brexit thing happened and people were voting to leave Europe. The, a lot of the people that were voting were people that were immigrants that had come over here, gotten all the goods they wanted, and went, well, we don't want any more immigrants coming over here. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, you know what? The fucking Russians came over and goes, we are here, but we don't want the Polish here. Yeah. But then the Polish got here, and the Polish goes, we are here, but we don't want the Romanian here. And then the Romanians come in and he goes, we are here, and thank you for letting us in. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I mean... You know, if you, if the if the English ran the pub, and then a decade later it was an Irish guy that was working behind the bar, and a decade after that it was an Australian guy working behind the bar, and then after decade after that it was a Polish person, and now I don't know who's working behind the bar because I don't really go to pubs, but you know what I mean. Well, they're, they're, that, you they're, they're you can see immigration happen in a pub if you go to a pub from the age of ten and mm. you're like uh, Major Tom now, like a hundred years old, right? Mm. That guy must have seen pubs go. Oh, bloody hell, there used to be English in here. <laughs> you know, he goes, back in my time, there was an English person serving me ale. You know, now I'm 100, and there's a person serving him ale who doesn't even know what ale is or tastes like, uh, and uh, they can't even speak English, you know what I mean? And you go, what the fuck, man? So, yeah, so, so what would you, if, if you were in charge of the world, what would you do about immigration? Because that's the key thing. Because what's really interesting is you've mentioned, you know, the, 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 the issues about what happened in the 60s, but... The Home Secretary is, uh, I don't know whether she's from Pakistan or from, she's Asian anyway, but she's yeah, the she one. Yeah, she can fuck uh, off, man. She, she's, she's, a time. <laughs> she's the one who's implemented the policy, you know, for she's the tourists. Uh, her, her name, her name is, uh, is, uh, uh, is the irony is her name. Uh, what's her name? Pretty Patel? Pretty Patel. Yeah, man. Have you seen her? She's far from it, right? So, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, man. You know, these people, right, they get into these positions and then their, their ego takes over and then they want to control shit and then they want to be the person that says, I did this, I made this happen yeah. and I have a stake in this because I'm, a, I'm of this skin color or because I'm from this background and we know how, how hard it was and now I'm in this position, I'm going to act like a fucking asshole. It's like, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? You've, we got you in the gates, you got in the gates... You got through, man. You're in there. Now do some good from the inside out, right? Don't fuck it up for everybody. But maybe, you know I mean? the, maybe the system wouldn't allow her to. You know, it's one thing. Well, maybe there's that, man. Then no. she's got to contend with that. Yeah. But then just go, well, screw you, man. Screw the system, right? The whole thing's a system, man. But how right? many, you know? how many, how many, honestly, how many politicians can actually say, screw the system? The one who tried to screw the system has lost the election in America. So... You know, yeah, well, yeah. I don't know if he did, man. I don't know if he if he tried to screw the system. I think he was. Everyone's in it. You know what I mean? Everything yeah, like yeah. the Matrix, right? Yeah. But, but what would you do? What would you do, Anil, if you were in charge of immigration? Well, when I was policy? younger, when I was younger, I and I looked at geography and 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 the world and the school maps and and they went and then people got on boats and then they went there and then they went there and then and then they discovered this and they discovered that and. It was Newfoundland, and then they killed the people that were there that they didn't know, they'd never met. And I was like, but this is screwed up. And also, if you take all the water off the planet, right, then we're all on the same fucking land, aren't we? Yeah. You know what I mean? We're all on the same land. So you've got this water that divides people, and you go, well, why can't people just go wherever? Everybody came from Africa or India in, originally, right? And then they went, 
around the world. Mm-hmm. And then they go, this is my bit. And you get it now, you get it in cities where they go, Manchester's better than Liverpool and Manchester's, oh, Manchester, we're proud of Manchester. Okay. Hey, if Manchester's a shithole, right? Fucking say it's a shithole. Yeah, but it's our <laughs> shithole and we're proud of it. Yeah, but you know what, man? Get, what's this borders stuff, man? Everyone's doing borders, right? And lines and just- build a, You're building a wall <laughs> and borders and all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm the guy that was just like, nah, man, do that. Don't do that. Do that, right? Make it, if you want to go to Venezuela and fucking work there or bring something to Venezuela, why shouldn't you be allowed to? You, you, none of us knew we were going to be born to be on this planet, right? None of us chose to be here and none of us know when we're going to leave. So whilst we're here, why can't we share the planet, right? And just go around and discover and learn and exchange and value things and find worth and find our place in this planet before we're out of here, right? And if, if someone in Romania wants to live in, in Dublin, why can't they live in Dublin? I mean, you know what I mean? So it's all this politics and the system brings in all this, well, we've got to check that and that. And all, no, one's, no one's feeding their own people enough to the point of having no home. Mm-hmm. nobody's homeless everyone's fed right Mm -hmm. then you go well we're worried about letting immigrants in because that might change our our setup right Mm -hmm. but then you go well we're already not looking after our own but when immigrants want to come you go well we we still haven't looked after our own yet so we can't let others in but But then other countries go well we don't look after our own so you all might as well come in and try and help us look after them you know but don't you think some of this is also to do with greed and selfishness? Of I course, man. My view is that there is enough resources. There's enough yes, you know, there wealth. Is. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I, I agree with you. I, a Nigerian should be able to live in the States. I, I genuinely believe you don't even need to have a visa. Just No, exactly. You don't need a visa. What do you, you need, don't need a visa, visa for? for? What do you need a visa for? Well, Just go why, why, why do I need to be officialized entering to a place which is not your place? You don't yeah. own it. Yeah. Right? But if, it's God, it? if, it's, if it's God's green earth, right? Let us all answer to God when we want to go to another country. He goes, yeah, go ahead, man. I Maybe. gave you the planet, right? <laughs> so who owns you know it? That's, I mean, that's the key thing. I mean, who owns it? Why is it all of a sudden there's so much division in the world? You know, oh, I'm Scottish. Oh, I want to gain independence. Oh, I, you can't come into my country. Yeah. Wales, small Wales. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Small Wales yeah. during the, the pandemic. Basically, yeah. English people can't come into into Wales because of you know coronavirus. I mean, they never wanted to go in there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to go to Wales. Right? Uh, but you know, there's dragons there, man. <laughs> oh, so if I if I've heard you correctly, you're just saying you're you're opposed to freedom of you know you're opposed to policies where it restricts people from traveling from one place to the other. People should just be yeah, able man, to travel. Anywhere yeah, because if I want to go somewhere and I have to go through a, even to go to India, I need a visa. Seriously? What the fuck? Yeah. Are you kidding me? And they're like, oh, you need it. I'm going, what? Look at me, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't you have I'm a... Going, yeah, but you don't sound Indian. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that, is what, and that is what's really interesting because, uh, you know, for, for, you, for the listeners as well, like, even though yeah. I created this nation called Laughter Republic, a lot of people know I'm from Nigeria. And when I arrived in Nigeria many, many years ago, I was- Nigeria, that's in Aberdeen, right? No, that's not in Aberdeen. <laughs> Come on, get your geography right. But I know you're joking. <laughs> but, you know, the experience was like, ah, you're British. You know, what did you yeah. do for us? You know, and it just, I felt, I felt like I was an immigrant in my own country. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I've been when away for so long. Tour, when I went on tour to India, they knew I was from outside of India, <laughs> right? They, they knew that I was a foreigner. And I was like, what? Like to the point where they, I even got robbed in my own hotel room while I was asleep at night. Mm-hmm. Cause they were like, that guy's not from here. Let's break into his <laughs> hotel room while he's asleep. He's Damn exhausted you. from traveling. He's got jet lag. You could see as soon as he walked in at reception, so he was like, I just need my room keys, please. You know, and, uh, and I got robbed, man. And I was like, fucking welcome back to India. You know what I mean? Uh, but that's India. India is one of those places which is fully intense. If aliens came to the planet and said, show me a snapshot of what everything is in life in one snapshot, where would you take them? I'll take them to India and just go, bam, look at that. You've got every single thing in life, the extremes of it, of the poverty, of the wealth, of the, the cultures, of the age, of the beauty, of the ugly, of the 
everything, man. Everything's there. The spiritual, everything. In one snapshot, you can go, and it's that intense. And you just, you wouldn't, you, you never forget it when you go why, to India. Why, why, why wouldn't you allow aliens into Britain? Why wouldn't you bring them to Britain? Britain is a lovely country, isn't it? Because, because they've asked me to give them a snapshot of the meaning of life. In one <laughs> snapshot. And, uh, and I, I, that's why I take them to India. Because oh, India's okay. got everything. You can, in India, you can stand there and see all of life in front of you. Mm -hmm. And you'll either cry or you'll laugh or you'll do both. <coughs> so but, what's, um, what, what's India's immigration policy? Is it the same like any other country as well? You can't just come in? You, you dude, man, there's over a billion people in India. <laughs> yeah, I, I I need a visa because they've already got a billion of me there. Yeah, you know what I mean. So they go, well, we've got a billion of me, so of you. So why do you want to come? But, uh, your family left here in the sixties, so you they are not even they need visa to come back. What are you talking about? <laughs> so if you've got a billion people in India, so it's almost like China. How come? I think it's overtake. I think it's overtaken China. So why basically, so because, how, many, how many children could you have? You, the, the well, because China had to get rid of their kids and push them, put them down the river yeah. for a while. And then in India, they I don't know what happened. They just got horny, man. <laughs> they just, they like, they, China and India, they don't, they don't fuck out of love and passion. They fuck out of uh, economics and uh, building their futures. Right, so, and their legacy. So, so is it right. like, is it like, uh, so I know in Nigeria, some parents, you know, have lots of children because they see them as their pension, their pension fund. This is what they do in, in the Middle East, man. The Middle East does this. <laughs> I, I got in a taxi with a guy in, uh, where was I? I was in Oman. And, and I said, I need a taxi driver for the day for like seven hours. Mm -hmm. My flight wasn't until the evening. And I said, I just want to just drive me around, man. Just show me, I'll, I'll just pay you for the whole day. Mm -hmm. And he says, uh, great. And I said, what do you do? He goes, I'm a taxi driver. Goes, I mean, you got family? He goes, yes, I have wife, seven children. It's very hard, very hard life. Mate, you've got seven kids <laughs> and you're a taxi driver. And you thought, you know what? One kid being a taxi driver with a wife, that's not enough. I'm going to have seven and make my life really... What the fuck's wrong with you, man? And he said, oh, no, because, you know, this is for... Uh, for I, I gamble. One, one maybe not make it uh, like in the future uh, with the goodwill. Another one maybe. So now I'm on number four. I am hoping this one is going to bring the wealth back to the family. You know, so, you, so you're playing fucking, you're gambling with life and your future and your existence and your presence by popping out kids and nurturing them and grooming them to go and be your fucking lifesaver you know what you wouldn't need your life saving if you didn't have seven kids dickhead mm -hmm. right you know what i mean it's really interesting Fuck, it's interesting you say that because i have a different view in terms of i know i'm not sure if you've been watching the news but this guy called rashford the uh there's, the, there's a program called the news no there's a <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you i fucking hate the news man they should they should abolish it it's <laughs> the, it's, the, it's if you go if you go What's the best fiction in the world? Just fucking, the news is horrible. It's edited, it, they only tell you what they want to tell you. And, uh, and, and the, nobody, there's no, everyone's just fucking talking. Uh, I know, I know, people, people, That's a whole people, other... people, people like you can't afford the TV license. So you come up with news, 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 news. Oh, well, the <laughs> BBC has the cheek to ask for a TV license. Are you uh, fucking kidding me? Yeah, man. The BBC, yeah. this is the people's, this is the British Broadcasting Corporation. This is the people's public network. And now they're asking us to pay for the, mm. the very network that we've championed and supported. And then, and then someone like you can't get onto it after that. <laughs> oh, fucking, it's ridiculous. Yeah, man. It's ridiculous. And now they're asking oh, old, age, old age pensioners, there's adverts right on the radio going, are you an old age pensioner? Have you got your TV license up to date? Well, if you haven't, then the BBC will find you. And you go, you fucking, these people are like nearly dead. They're nearly dead and you're bleeding them for a fucking TV license for 85 quid, whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? Are you yeah, kidding man. me? Yeah, man. This yeah, is man. the world we live in, man. It's crazy, dude. You, you, seem, you seem very angry, but this is, this is more than- No, I get passionate. <laughs> I get passionate about shit, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. I get passionate yeah. about stuff that I just find is unjust or nonsensical. Yeah. Or a waste of time, or it's just regurgitating and churning out the same fucking shit that that we're living by, which is why this pandemic happening isn't a bad thing. 
because it stopped the it stopped everyone playing their same record, right? They were like, go to work, go to work, eat, eat, go to work, hang out, coffee chat, coffee chat, go to pub, go to pub, drink, drink, eat, eat, sleep, watch TV, watch TV, go out, go on my two-week holiday, come same thing, day in, day out, yeah. day in, day out. You know, you know what? Kids do that. Day in, day, and you go, what the fuck's happening here? Yeah, you know why what? are we living? Why are we living so comfortably? Why have we got to a level of I'm now satisfied? I don't want to do anything besides the things that I'm already doing and that I can afford to do and maintain to do. Mm. I have no other aspirations or dreams or ambitions or, uh, or or ideas to evolve as a human being with my species, change things. No, you just go well. No, a fucking Netflix is feeding me. PlayStation's feeding me. The the delivery is feeding me. Right. And uh, and that's you. And you got your shit, man. People were living like that for far too long in this in this new millennium, man. Right. And then it had to stop. And this pandemic has fucking forced everyone to go. Well, what's really important? And to adapt and to you know figure shit out, man. Man, to well, what, themselves. Well, what's important, obviously, is the fact that the pandemic has stopped the immigration policy. You don't need one. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> Are you a nurse? Get in here! Get in here! Are you a oh. doctor? Get the fuck in here! We need you! There's a queue of people dying, and then you go to the hospital, and there's not a queue of people dying from COVID. The queue of people dying are the people that don't have COVID, that can't go to the hospital because they're told to stay indoors. Yeah, right? and, all, and all the mental health issues that come up with all that as well. Oh, dude, man, I went through it for about six weeks to two and a half months in, during the during this uh, First pandemic. lockdown, yeah. Yeah. So and... Tell that was hell, happened. man. It Tell was me. hell for me. Tell it was me. hell for me. Huh? Tell me what happened. <clears throat> well, it was hell, man. It was um, you 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 become dis you become disabled mentally, right? Mm -hmm. In that you can't function. You you become dysfunctional. You can't do shit, man. You just go no, Your anxiety levels through the roof. Um, you uh, contemplate a lot of negative thoughts, man, and uh, it's it's really painful. You suffer like a motherfucker, man. Like uh, to the point where you can't even speak to your own mum. You know what I mean? Wow. Like it gets really heavy, man. And it, it got really weird. And I had to extract myself from any environment that made me feel like that and just bring myself back to my own uh, safe haven, to my own place. And even in that, there was negative elements and forces bombarding it from the outside. So I was like, shit, I don't know where to go, man. You know what I mean? So, uh, and, and I don't have the release of work, of socializing, of doing comedy, of traveling, of uh, seeing any, you, I got all of the things that we had as our release just or our way to get over a hump or a way to deal with a bad day. And you could just, and all of those things were taken from us. And it goes, now, now try and live. Now try and live without all the things that we, you were used to as a crutch or a safety net. You have none of those things. Now get through depression. Now get through your mental health challenges. Now get through grieving. Now get through uh, uh, no, no income. Now get through starvation. Now get through isolation, yeah. right? Detachment, yeah. disconnection. Get through all of that by yourself. And that's the test that we've been on. That's the thing that I've been kind of meditating on, going, well, this has never happened in our lifetime, and it's happening. So is it about, oh, I really want to see my friends? No, it's not about that. It's about... How do you live without any of the things that you've been used to living and have invested in having as your comfort, as your stability and foundations to live? And now you don't have those. How are you going to do it now? You've got to think out of the box, man. Yeah, you've got to yeah. adapt. I, right? I, I certainly agree with you on that. I mean, yeah. uh, there's a saying that no condition is permanent. And that's what this pandemic has been all about. You know, uh, it's, yeah. uh, it's a seasonal thing, certainly for me. I uprooted myself, as you know, from one community to embrace the comedy community. And yeah. I had no idea how the impact of what I was doing in terms of my creativity and for the first lockdown, yeah, yeah. when it just disappeared, it was like, damn, simple. Oh. Like, not even able to wear the uniform. <laughs> it was incredible. I, yeah, I just went, what, what the hell's happening here? And then when the creative spark came back, uh, it took about, was it March, April, May, June? So around sort of June, July, it started kind of like finding a little, trying to, trying to you know, strike a light inside me. Green shoots of recovery. It did. <laughs> yeah, and then it did. And then I was like, I was up again. I was like, okay, 
Right. This is one of my assets. This is one of my tools. This is one of my my powers and my makeup of my persona. And and uh, I I'm not going to lose that again, man. Like you know what I mean? I'm, they they buried it with all of this other stuff that they've thrown at us, man. But but and not that a lot because when you here's the thing about creativity. Unlike anything else, like you can have money, you can have food, you can have time, right? When you give those things out, uh, they deplete, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So when you give when you give your money out to, to others, your money depletes. When you give out your uh, the food you have in your fridge, the the fr- food in your fridge depletes. When you give your time to others, your own time depletes. But mm-hmm. creativity, when you give out your creativity, it generates more creativity. Yes. It yes. doesn't deplete. Yeah. Right. So the more you create, the more creation happens. Right. How do you think God made this fucking universe in seven days? You know what I mean? He went, well, I'm going to just put that there and I'll yeah, put another thing. He puts it with it by the end of day one. He... I'm on a... Right. So the more you create, the more you will create. It never depletes. It never depletes. Never depletes. Yeah. It just keeps giving, man. And that, that's that's the way to go. That's what I've been but, I've been trying to just go on that path to stay but, sane. But I I will make one point though. Even though I'll it's stay been alive. even though it's been really difficult for lots of people and people have had to adjust. There's nothing wrong in actually just stopping. Even though you were forced by the pandemic to stop and just think. Absolutely. You know. I sat that, in a labyrinth. I sat in a labyrinth for two months straight. Yeah. My own labyrinth of my own building, of my yeah. own yeah. doing. And, and I sat in there and, and I was uh, self-loathing. I was uh, uh, lost. I was confused. I was depressed. I was grieving because uh, I just lost my dad and stuff. Oh, sorry and to hear that. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. And, and I, but I was in the state of, uh, but, but, I, but I was in this labyrinth. And the, here's, here's the thing about it. Most people go, oh, I'm so sorry. They're, they're sorry to hear that. And you should have called me. No. I didn't want to call anyone. I disconnected from everyone and everything because it had disconnected from me by the world's change, right? And then I went, okay, fine, let's do this properly then. If it's disconnecting me from it, then I'm going to disconnect from it and put myself in a place where I'm comfortable just being on my own, doing my own thing and just sitting with the hate, sitting with the grieving, sitting with the depression, just sitting there and going, okay, so what's happening? And really looking at it and really putting it out there and focusing on it and going, okay, so why are you upset about this? Why are you grieving about mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm. How, what, what is that related to? What is that related to? How does it stack up, man? And sitting in your own space, feeling lost and, and, and uh, alone and confused and all of that, man, is absolutely fine. There is, I just went, you know what? This is the best thing for me. Rather than trying to reach out and call someone for help and shit where I was just like, I never did that. And it's not for, for, for pride or anything that I didn't. It's because I went, well, all the answers are in us. And I've known this for a long time. We, we've got, we know everything is in us already. We just have to be brave enough to go inside and find the right key to unlock the thing, to find the thing, and then be able to deal with the thing that you discover within yourself and either iron it out or quash it or dissolve it, absorb it. Uh, understand it, accept it, embrace it, whatever it is, man, you know, and I just went, I'm going to go on this journey internally. And it took me about two months uh, of the first half of the pandemic to, to go in there and deal with that. Um, and I had friends and friends that I hadn't seen in 10, 20 years, because I put like cryptic sort of random posts up on Facebook now and then just as kind of like, I'm still alive. <laughs> You're not dead yet. Yeah, right. But then I had random... <laughs> Yeah, but I had random friends, some friends I hadn't seen in like over a decade who would message me and go, hey, I'm, I'm here if you want to chat. I know what you're going through. I've gone through it myself. And I started realizing a lot of people I knew had gone through it or were in a similar thing. Yeah. And so I knew I wasn't alone. And I know it's also part of the human journey, man. Like, you know, if there's something that you haven't experienced in your life, you will probably experience it before you die. Right. So far, you know what I mean? Like if you go, well, I've never liked doing a first first podcast. Right. You're doing it. You, but when you were 10, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? <clears throat> Falling in love, having a broken heart. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, so many things. Having an accident. 
getting getting in a fight, winning a fight, losing a fight, uh, you know, uh, having surgery, uh, being you know, all yeah. of these things, right? You know, uh, thinking that you nearly died, you know, overcoming a fear of dogs or heights or, or spiders or whatever. All of these things you will go through. Everyone goes through the, the things that they need to go through in their own life journey. And so when I was in that labyrinth, it was like, this is part of the process, man. It's I'm, I know I'm going to get out of there. I know I'm not stuck in there. I've put myself in there on purpose, yeah. right? To, 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 to deal with what I was having to deal with, man. But you're, a, you're I, can, I can just say you're a lucky man and you're a good man. And I'm pleased that you're, you're, you're in a good place uh, <clears throat> at the moment. But Thanks, um, man. I, I know for a fact that people definitely need help. They, they're not, they, don't yeah, have that, they don't have that resilience the way you do. Um, to be able to do no, things. Um, no, and uh, a lot of people are fucked, man, because yeah. they don't have that resilience. <laughs> <laughs> no, Wait, but, look, look, we are all not cases. As far as I'm concerned, we are all Absolutely, not. 100%, uh, man. Yeah. So I know- Listen, Nobody's perfect, everybody's flawed, right? Yeah, Eight yeah. billion of us, okay? And, and what I'm hoping people will, will get from this podcast, apart from the fact that we were talking about immigration, but we're talking about everything from mental health to depression to, you know, all sorts yeah. of things. And people will hopefully be able to find ways, answers to some of the things that they're facing. But I know that you have a poem that you wanted to uh, read out or... Well, I was considering it, man, but I don't know if I want it now because uh, we've just been having this chat and... Um... Damn, I was looking forward to it, but Are it's you okay. Yeah, I, I can I read it, man. I guess I think oh. it's a very deep... I, I, I read it yesterday and I was deeply, you know, I'm not supposed it? to be, yo, I loved it. I loved okay, it. Okay, great. I'll read it. Do it. I'll read it. I'll read it. Go ahead. Okay. It's a poem of fact from fiction. <clears throat> we see the blind leading the deaf, leading the dumb, leading the lemmings, and the beat goes on and on and on and on. They bang their drums, booming pomp and stance to all who bow to their every word, doing their fearful dance, mesmerized by this pandemical romance. Masses made mute by masks to save one another. Communications cut off so we can't forge ahead together. Locked down you two where the streets have no name. There is no one to blame except you if you don't follow the rules of a new world order. No orders taken, no toast, no beans, no eggs, no bacon. Stay indoors within four walls. Be bled dry in your own prison like a toothless whore. If isolated again, we are. We'll lack the strength to fight. We'll simply lay down and accept our plight. Accept our state and grovel for any non-essential needs. Please, Boris, can I have some more? <laughs> They'll have us begging on our knees. In 50 years, the who went from my generation to our disintegration. But the band's not the same. There is no music to this song. The story makes no sense. All of it feels wrong. Long ago, musicians gave us the beat to beat the politic and inspire change. Now scientists give us the politic that elicits rage and confusion. Are we under the spell of the world's greatest illusion? The magic, like magic, the virus appeared and shut the world down, crushing the onlookers in a matter of weeks. It all seems too bleak from one day to the next as we become weak. And when a month makes a year, there are no more tears as the funny clowns have all died. We are left with the fear of it. The creepy, callous clowns of number 10 are still alive. A pantomime farce of Keystone cops who will say whatever's to stay on top, yet no, not how soon their leadership will drop, sinking to the depths beyond Titanic's tragic stop. What happened to the mind of the individual, the critical thinker, sailed right through from spring to winter. We were sprung upon all at once, an impossible feat on paper, but yet somehow they did it. And now is the winter of our discontent. A plague on all our houses. Out, damn virus. Alas, poor Yurik. I knew him not, not at all. And is this a needle I see before me? A needle that hovers to destroy our very spirits or save us from 
slavedom. They'll have made worms meat of our bodies. As they have made so many already, the nameless so many, more numbers and stats like a game with balls and bats. They bowled every spin, corker, bounce and lob to us and have knocked this nation for six. Every man stuck in his place, every woman repainting her face, every child lost, misplaced. Our nation's disgrace has, all, has us all misplaced by the very people that were placed in trust of us have done little more than reshape their place and swept the dust with us. Yet we continue to abide. All the while we feel the tide beginning to grow. More of us are waking up. More of us will glow. Whatever they decide and however they attempt to change the very tapestry of our lives, we will grow stronger and stand taller as they balk in our shadows that will darken their days as our days will once again spring forward and pleasantly become longer. Wow. Thank you. You know what's really interesting about that poem is the fact that you said you didn't want to do it, but it felt like a PhD poem. <laughs> you just went on. <laughs> That's good. Did you enjoy that? <laughs> well, you know what? You know what? Uh, yeah, man. I've never done... I've never, I, the reason I wasn't sure about doing it is because I've never... Uh, read any of my writing on uh, to anyone? <laughs> I mean, I've, you know, one on one. Yeah, not to I, an audience. I mean, like uh, to a, as in like as in that's not um you know. Anyway, my point was that I wrote that. That was so one of the kind of writing I do is um, when I write, I don't sort of sit down and go write. I must write a thing. Mm -hmm. It just comes out. It's stream of consciousness, right? Yeah, yeah. And I like yeah. the way when we converse, and it's just yeah, yeah, I just yeah, go yeah, off yeah. on one. Yeah, uh, and so the writing and it comes out in that way, and so that was, I wrote that last uh, day before uh, yesterday earlier in the day, and then I, and then I looked at it a few hours later, and then I just amended a couple of uh, words and added another verse in, and then I and then I sent it to you and it became yeah. what it is. Yeah, um, yeah, but that was I wrote that in just like brain fart man just it was just um... wow that that's really powerful and deep man i really i really enjoyed that and i'm hoping thanks my listeners will enjoy that as it was the title of the poem i called it a poem of fact from fiction okay. because there's a lot of fictional references there from shakespeare yeah. dickens you know it's got these um uh you know the police sir can have some more and stuff and and it's got the uh shakespeare uh now is the winter of our discontent a plague on so that's from like all the various shakespeare yeah plays like Romeo and Juliet and yeah. Beth and all that stuff and then um yeah yeah but this is this has been great I don't know this is like this is the first episode but I'm I'm having fun I don't know about you but it's not about you anyway it's about I'm me. having fun <laughs> I'm having a good time <laughs> so um, right. I hope well, your listeners are enjoying it well they're not they're, they will eventually when I put it on yeah. <laughs> a podcast um what are your yeah, plans yeah, for, yeah. What, what are your plans for the future hey, listeners what? listen hey I just, I just want to say hey listeners and viewers uh just wanted to say, uh, if, we hope you're all enjoying the show. It's the first time presidents do. Look how happy he is. He's grinning away. <laughs> but I'm the first guest. I, I just want to say, because you've got to look to them, man, because they're going to be watching. And you want to just give them a little like. I know. I know. They, know? They, they're looking. They know. They know. Yeah. But they, they've seen me already. But you know, you're so wearing what? a hat. I feel like I should wear a hat, man. Yeah, wear a hat, man. You know? You, oh, wow. Okay. You, look, you look different. So what are your plans? What are you, man? <laughs> You don't look. You don't look Indian. Did you hear what that House of Lord? Oh no, don't worry. Let's not talk yeah. about the news. Let's not talk about the news. But someone, okay. someone. But yeah, let's not talk about news. So what are your plans I'm a chameleon, for the future? Man, I'm a chameleon, right? So yeah. even though I'm Indian heritage origins, I was born here, and I'll let you know about my accents. Mm -hmm. But I'm. I, I've played in my career as an actor because I'm also an actor and a comedian. But in my career, I've played Bangladeshi guys, uh, Pakistani, Middle Eastern. Uh, uh, Bosnian, Iranian, uh, Egyptian, Moroccan, Mexican, Peruvian, South American, American, uh, New York. Uh, but you Scottish. haven't played an African. You have an issue with Africans. It is obvious. I can tell. No, oh, man, I have. I played. Uh, I have, man. I played Nelson Mandela in. Uh, <laughs> Madiba. 
the VBAC. So, what are your plans? What are your plans for the future after the future? After the pandemic, what are your plans? The pandemic, let me tell you this. The pandemic, I was on Robin Island for 30 years, President Abonjo. I want to tell you this. The pandemic is never ending. It will always be part of this world. They have given us something to play with and for them to control by, you know. So they have got this pandemic and the fear of our own mortality is in us. So they can control us more and easier. They have flattened the economy. They're printing their own money. But we will continue to live as we need to, to get through one day to the next. Plans for the future, I don't know. Thanks, Nelson. Um, plans for the future. <laughs> That was brilliant. That felt like Nelson coming back from the grave, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was brilliant. So what are your plans Thanks. for the future? Oh, man, you know, I am, because we can't go out there and do the live comedy stuff, which was for you and me and many of yeah. our friends and peers, was that's it, man. That was that was the life journey. That was a path, you know, and, and you learn all the, all the trials and tribulations on that road yeah. of doing comedy, you know, and uh, discovering yourself and, and bringing laughter to the masses. And now we don't have that opportunity so much. Um, we're doing more stuff online and meeting audiences that way. But I'm writing more. I'm working on a couple of my own projects now. Um, and uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm working with a, with a great uh, producer and production team um, making films. Uh, so that was my first love before comedy. I, I, I loved films and I became an actor because I just wanted to work in films. And so I've got, so we've done two during lockdown, uh, which we've got on Amazon now. Um, so we've got a short film on there called The List. Um, and we've got a feature on there called Once Upon a Time on York Street. Um, and I'm in both of those. And uh, yeah, so we're going to do a series as well for me, just with my impressions and stuff. And one thing I came up, I was quite inspired. Today, I... I uh, I came up with a pretty cool idea, which I won't share right now, but because uh, I want to work on it. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's me with my impression. Okay. <clears throat> because I live on my own, and uh, and when you live on your own, you go off, you, t you can talk to yourself, right? And and some people feel weird talking to themselves. I've never felt weird talking to myself since I was a kid, right? Because I had toys and I'd make them talk, mm. and sometimes I'd take the toy with me to lunch and we'd sit and talk during lunch because. Mm -hmm. I was having lunch with my parents, but they didn't talk to me. Um, no, okay. I'm kidding. But I didn't understand the language. Um, <laughs> but uh, but it's 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 an idea I've got with me and my impressions. And uh, I'm gonna I, I filmed a little bit yesterday, so I'm just gonna um, develop that uh, and hopefully put that out as a series on uh, online on YouTube or something. And other than that, man, you know. Um, uh, uh, I haven't been in love for a long time, so uh, um, I'm, out, I'm on the market. I'm available. Okay. <clears throat> I am. Uh, if there's any nice young uh, or, you know, my age kind of or younger, not older. Yeah. How young am I? Yeah, I know. People ask me that all the time. You tell me, man, and I'll tell you if you're right. I, you know? I reckon <laughs> you're, you're about 48. What? <laughs> what the fuck did you just say, man? <laughs> Are you kidding me? But are you using any of the dating websites like? No, um, man, I don't. Pond, I'm, I'm old school. Tinder, Tinder. I'm, a, I'm old school. Have you seen Have you seen Tinder during COVID? I I I don't I don't you know I I have six I, wives you, I have okay. six wives at home I don't need Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> this is Tinder during COVID, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mask, nah, mask, mask. mask, mask, mask are you serious? Mask, mask. mask. <laughs> Oh, that's a nice mask. What about her eyes? I don't like her eyes at all. I I I, uh, I use uh, Twitter a lot, and there was a, a comic who wrote that uh, they haven't worn their bra for a long time, but they've worn more masks uh, this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing, man. When it all started, right? When it all started, and they're like, you have to wear a mask. Yeah. When you go, when you go to the when you go out, you have to wear a mask. So I was like, okay. Well, they weren't too specific at the time yeah. about what kind of mask you had to wear, you know. So I was like, okay. So I used to put on this mask, and I'd go to the shops, right? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm just here to get my essentials. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? They didn't say what mask. So I used to fuck around and go up the street like with that. Or sometimes I sometimes put on this mask, you know? And um, I put this mask on. <laughs> but it was really hard to... Um, it was, really, it was really hard to buy anything or ask for anything because no one could understand. So I'd just take it and run. And they'd go, what do he look like? And, and the police would turn out. They goes, he looked like Chewbacca. And they goes, Chewbacca from Star Wars. He goes, yeah. He goes, but shorter, you know. And um, But now, I think we're now in the state now. We're now in the state, right, of where we've gotten because they've dragged this motherfucking virus bullshit out. Yeah, in this general country, COVID. Right? It's a, the invisible now enemy. We're in the state. Now we're at the state of everyone should be wearing these masks now, right? That's oh, the mask. Man. Yeah, right? got you. If everybody puts this on, then we can get away with a lot more. <laughs> excellent, excellent. And right. I think I think on that note, uh, this has been, uh, for me, I would say this myself, I've thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. It's been... Has this been your best episode really. of your podcast series? Well, they're going to be better. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be better podcast series. Well, no, no, seriously. <laughs> Seriously, it's been fantastic. It's been fantastic. Hey, man. So um, if my listeners or followers want to uh, follow you, or how can they find you? I live in Hornsey, uh, near the station. <laughs> <laughs> North London, baby! Not London. Not um, London. Uh, you can find me, message me, uh, especially if you want to ask me out on a date or something, at uh, Anil Decide Comic, uh, and that's on... I'm more on Instagram and Facebook, but uh, you can message me via Twitter if you use Twitter as well. Uh, I'm on that like once a week or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, man. And my YouTube channel will be up sometime in the next couple of months or something. Okay. so I'm just you... building content. I'm just recording content. Excellent. So uh, yeah, I, I do have a lot of female fans, so I might be able to help you out with, uh, you know, with one female fan. But you need to describe very quickly, just describe what type of woman are you after? What type of woman are you after? You must have a type of woman. That one that after. one that's alive. Okay. <laughs> no, a, a woman that is, um, whew, man, I like all kinds of girls, man. Like okay. just, you know, a woman that's, a, a, a one that gets me, one that, one that goes, well, okay, this guy's a little crazy, he talks to himself and he does comedy, he's an actor. And, um, he doesn't have his own house. I don't drive a car. Uh, don't have a regular job. I'm not one of those guys, right? And your, your, chan like your, your chances of finding love are very, very slim, mate. <laughs> is that what is that what love's about now? Love's about jobs and cars and shit. Wow. Is that what love's about? You know what I mean? Well, I'm about love, man. If you want love, right? And, and that's uh, you get that well, from me. What, what is love? What is love? What is love without, without, me, without What is love without a car? Uh, what is love without a house? What is love without a job? Man, you know what? You could be in a Turkish prison with someone that you fall in love with and just be like, I don't care where we are. We're, we're together. We're happy. We're fine. That's fiction. You know, That's fiction. Love, is, love, love, love like music, right, has no boundaries. Yeah. Okay? It can penetrate in so many places, like where nothing else can, man. And it man. can break through everything. That's everything. another. That, love is another subject for a podcast. Another subject for another uh, Well, I'll come back for that one, man. <laughs> Look, I'll come back for that. It's it's been a pleasure and hey man, it's been great. Uh, uh, it's been it's been great. There's been some yeah. great moments and there's been some yeah. My internet has been playing up as well, but it's all yeah. good. <laughs> it's all good. It's but been great, man. I really did. <laughs> I did too. So uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for joining me. And you're, you're frozen say, there. Fucking what the hell? You're, 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 you're coughing. You've been coughing a lot. You've been. No, I didn't freeze it. I was messing around. Huh? Yeah, you've been coughing a lot. You've been to the doctors. You got Ebola or COVID? Which one? No, I've just been coughing a lot because I've just changed from regular cigarettes to an e-cigarette. Okay. So that's so in the last week. So that's kind of new for me. But also, I've been talking a lot and not drinking enough water. So I've been talking, so... I don't. I don't need to self-isolate. No, I don't need to. You already have, man. <laughs> that's why I live by myself. <laughs> that's true, man. Look, man, it's been a pleasure. You have a wonderful. Weekend, whatever's left of it, and I will be in touch with you soon. Whatever's left of it, it's only Saturday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I got two whole days. I don't know. Um, I don't know what. Also, honestly, during, I don't know. I don't know what day or time. I, it is. I know, and then, you know what? During lockdown, it's a fucking weekend the whole way. 
And then it's rain. And then it's raining. It's just I wanted to go out today before doing this. It's raining. Oh uh, yeah, you know what? But when it rains, man, that's Lord of the Rings weather, right? That's oh, when okay. you get into like a... okay. <laughs> Time for Lord of the Rings. Hey, right, hey. So, President. ladies and gentlemen, this is all done. Thank you so much, and uh, look forward to uh, talking to another person again. Thank you so much. Yeah, tune in. Watch him next week, man. He's yeah, gonna have someone le- le- less, 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 uh, less fun than me. No, 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 <laughs> hey, you, no you. Come on, we had fun. We had fun. Thank you so much. Oh no, I'm gonna say whoever you have next isn't gonna be as much fun as. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. Thanks, President. Thanks, viewers. Uh, see you guys. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Get me.